Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is September 19th, 2022. This is Alex. Good morning. I hope you had a lovely weekend. I spent most of it in a post-vax coma, so I didn't get a lot done. But hey, what can you say? Now, a couple quick notes before we jump into the news. The first thing is that we had an excellent crossover episode with the fine folks from TechCrunch podcast Chain Reaction, all about the Ethereum merge. If you want to check that out, it came out over the weekend on Saturday in your podcast feeds everywhere. And as we're going to remind you up until the day disrupt begins, if you use the code equity, you can save 15% off your tickets. And I do think that code also works for TechCrunch Plus if you want to save money. Whew. All right, we got all that done. Let's do a show. Let's start with a look at the global markets and we'll kick off with stocks. Now, this was actually more of a fun section when everything was going up, whereas lately the news has been somewhat And frankly, there's no exception this morning. Stocks are lower in Europe, stocks are lower in Asia, and they are set to open lower here in the United States. But the pain in your investment account may be nothing compared to your crypto wallet's value as that part of the global financial system is taking on even more water. What's going on? Well, Bitcoin is off 6% in the last 24 hours to 18,690. ETH, the Ethereum token, is off nearly 9% in the last 24 hours to $1,308. Scanning out a little bit to a full week, well, Bitcoin is off 16%, whereas ETH is down 25%. So what's going on? Well, I would say, a lack of good news, or perhaps, more importantly, unexpected good news. You might have thought that a well-managed merge, the recent upgrade to the Ethereum blockchain, would have been bullish for the blockchain and its constituent token. Uh, No, it didn't turn out that way. Why? Well, the change was likely priced in, meaning that it was anticipated. Merely meeting expectations is not usually a ticket to higher values. Now, why the sell-off? Who knows? But it's a rough thing for crypto folks to endure, as it implies that the current down cycle in the decentralized economy, aka the current crypto winter, is set to persist. Sticking to the theme of money in motion, the Wall Street Journal got its hands on some juicy Instacart IPO details this morning, reporting, and I quote, that in meetings with prospective investors in recent weeks, Instacart executives said they didn't plan to issue many new shares in their IPO. So what are they going to sell? Well, the shares of employees. The same report notes that Instacart had been considering a direct listing before leaning towards this particular route. Now, what does this teach us? Well, a few things. The first thing is that the Instacart IPO is still on. That's good, given the enormous and painful IPO drought that we have been living through. And two, that the company still has enough cash to not need more. Choosing to limit an IPO fundraise, I think, implies that the company is not burning enough cash to warrant a near-term need for more. Now, that doesn't tell us too much about the company's overall profitability, but does imply that operating cash flow at Instacart won't be shockingly negative when we do get our hands on its S1 filing. The Instacart IPO is our only hope, I think, if we want to get IPOs in the near future. And frankly, I refuse to wait until the second half of next year for some gosh darn IPO filings. Can this IPO blow the IPO doors open? I mean, please God. Turning the page, let's talk about startups and we're going to kick off over in India where Ola is cutting jobs. 
TechCrunch reports that SoftBank-backed Ola plans to eliminate about 200 jobs across its engineering teams over the next few days, on track to shrink its workforce by over 1,200 this year as the ride-hailing giant streamlines its operation to improve its finances. Now, TechCrunch also reports that the company has kickstarted the new wave of layoffs, which affects the engineering teams at its food and ride-hailing businesses, and Ola spokesperson said the layoff impacts fewer than 200 jobs, accounting for around 10% of the company's engineering team. I don't think this is the last time that we're going to hear from a mega company around the world cutting staff this year. In fact, I doubt it's even one of the last dozen times in 2022 we're going to have a version of this story on this show. Next up, the hottest thing out of Sweden is not a meatball, it's a merger. Swedish last mile delivery companies Instabox and Budbee have announced plans to merge in an 18 billion krona or 1.7 billion dollar deal. Now, the two companies, which were both founded out of the Stockholm area in 2015, serve as the delivery and logistics partner for major brands, including multinational clothing retailer H&M. They offer delivery services directly to people's homes, as well as automated lockers in strategic locations. Now, Instabox operates in Sweden and Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, and Germany, while Budbee operates in Sweden and Denmark, the Netherlands, Finland, and Belgium. There's a little bit of overlap there. Now, the two companies provide shipping services to other brands, maybe kind of like an Amazon logistics system, but for third parties instead of things sold first party on Amazon. It's pretty cool, but also a place where consolidation could make a lot of sense if the two companies can get regulatory approval. Final question is, are they actually worth $1.7 billion? I suppose we'll have to wait to find out. Next up, a neat fund raising an interesting amount of money in a cool part of the world. Build Ventures, founded by Youssef Ojedain, a quote UK-born entrepreneur who is Algerian by descent according to TechCrunch.com, is looking to raise a new bucket of money. Now, Youssef has a relationship with soccer players after playing at the college level and winning scholarships, and those relationships have proved useful in his new venture. Why? Because some of those soccer players are LPs in his new fund. Also, he has money from the Dubai government and several quote, unnamed institutional LPs. Build Ventures has raised $10 million of its $15 million target and expects to close the rest by the end of the year. So what will the firm do when it has its full funding? Well, the goal is to back African fintechs. That should not surprise. African venture capital activity has been hot in the last couple of years, and a great portion of that money has gone into fintech, which appears to be a key area of focus for both founders and venture capitalists on the continent. Got a couple of quick hits before I send you off into your Monday, so pull a shot of espresso and let's do this. First up, Terraform Labs' Do Kwan is on the run. You may recall him from the Terra Luna fiasco from earlier this year, and TechCrunch reports, quote, South Korean prosecutors have refuted Do Kwan's claim from over the weekend that he is not on the run and asked Interpol to enter a red notice against the Terraform Labs co-founder, escalating the publicly playing out drama following the $40 billion wipeout on his cryptocurrency startup in May of this year. Now, a couple of tips. Things you don't want to hear include prosecutors, uh, red notice, on the run, and escalating. Those are not good words if you think you're innocent. Shares of Take-Two, which owns the company that makes the Grand Theft Auto franchise, are down nearly 6% in pre-market trading after a huge leak of information concerning its forthcoming Grand Theft Auto 6 game occurred recently. Now, it's not the first company to have this issue even in recent memory. Paradox had a similar leak of its Victoria 3 game earlier this year. 
Now, the pros of this is that, hey, you know, more info's out there in the market. The other side of the coin is that often what is leaked is out of date or kind of not representative of where devs want the game to go. And those same developers, you know, the folks actually building the game, report that they are super bummed when this happens. Perhaps it's a little bit like an author's pre-publication drafts getting leaked, like it's not done yet, don't look. Regardless, in the wake of the Take-Two issue and the recent Uber hack, I think we can all say, gosh darn, we have not yet figured out cybersecurity, have we? And that is our fine show for this lovely Monday morning. We are not live this week. Don't worry about that for a little bit. But do not forget that the equity discount code can work for both Disrupt Tickets and TechCrunch Plus Access. And you can follow the show. We tweet under the handle EquityPod. You can follow me. I tweet under the handle Alex. And we'll talk to you soon because equity is coming back to your podcast feed on Wednesday and Friday. All right, we'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.